Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 3 Teamless Tuesday podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Lord, and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio. Hey, Mitch, you finished your dinner yet? I just finished it up about five minutes ago, mate, so I'm ready to roll. Awesome. What was on the menu? Uh, as always on a Tuesday night, minute steaks. They take three minutes to cook in the pan and I can smash that sandwich before I get on you. <laughs> we did, and uh, you got the attention span of a fish. That's it. Well, look, that's uh, that's our other host tonight, Nick Lord, who is our fantasy nugget and stats guru. How you going, Nick? What it do, baby? Going good, mate. Going good. That's good. Unfortunately, a fantasy nugget might need to go to Mitch this week. Let's have, mate. Mitch, how did you go this week, mate? It's just, you had a bit of a rough one. Mate, if I was on the board of a coaching team, I'd be in real trouble. Uh, 683 points. Had three guys ruled out with with concussions. Uh, I'm ranked 39,521. It's, it's a bit rough because outside of those three, I actually had a pretty good week, but they killed me. That and, that and Cleary. So, you know, don't panic in these situations. It sucks. It is what it is. But, you know, what can I say? Uh, rough week. How about you, Nick? Yeah, not not too bad. It's top 25,000, so can't complain too much. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and look, I got lucky, I think, with a couple of choices that I made. And so I got a 770, which most weeks I'd say is pretty poor. But this week, look, I think everyone everyone took a bath this week, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah, mate. It was, it was a rough one. Let's talk about things that we got wrong. I might kick us off here. So last week I said, don't trade Garner. He's a good player on a good team. He runs the ball. He chases the holes. I then, due to personal reasons, I wanted to go and get Reed Marnie. And the only way I could do it was by selling Garner along the way. And I sold Garner and watched him get a 63. So that was my big mistake this week. On the plus side, I sold Cheese. So I lost one there. But still, Garner is good. Hold on to Garner if you got him. My big mistake. I should have found a different way to do it. Nick, what was your mistake, mate? Mate, I uh, was contemplating Burton for Tohu, but decided it was too much of a knee-jerk reaction, and Burton got a 36 and Tohu cracked out a 69, so that cost me about 30-something points, which is a few thousand rakes at this point. Sure is. Yeah, that, look, that, that's a bit concerning on a team that really dominated the Storm for about 60 minutes. Mm. Yeah, they, they certainly did it around the halves rather than through the halves, I think. Well, they've got the weapons now, right? Although, I, and this is digressing, but I'd love to see Burton uh, become more of a run first half. He's, he's a ball runner. He's like Jack White. Anyway. Oh, look, if you've got him and Kikau running at you, sort of, sort of back on the inside, yeah, it's good a pretty good that. run. Yep. All right, Mitch, uh, how about yourself? What happened? Mate, I was exactly the same. I said I wouldn't let history repeat itself, and it has. Last year, I traded out Fermor, uh for Katoa. And this year, I traded out Garner to bring in Klockstad and uh, the Hammer. Now, the Hammer worked out pretty well, but unfortunately, Klockstad got clocked in the head uh, and Garner cracked out 63. So, I, I, I probably am going to find a way to get Garner back in. And, and unlike you, I kept cheese, so that, that sucks. Yeah. Um, nothing yeah. good about it, really. <laughs> I'm on the pain train. I want it so bad. That's it. Uh, look, yeah, I'm probably going to get in Garner back next week too if I can find a way. It sounds stupid, but I think he's, you know, you can keep him for most of the season. We, we should have stuck with our analysis and we said that you should stick with our analysis and then we didn't. 
Uh, and I was honestly, I was really just trying to shore up my centers and uh, and fullbacks, which I did. But anyway, that is what it is. Yep. Look, uh, sometimes it's a good shoot, bad result for sure. So look, let's look at the boom or bust overall leagues. Uh, Green Schist Hooligans, uh, he's leading the league. A total score of 17-15 for the season. Well done to you, mate. Uh, my Chaos Mode head-to-head. Insert an old team name here. It's scored an 813, which is a pretty good score this week. And in the other competitive head-to-head league, Nathan Ramjet, 809 points. Well done again to you. Mitch, how did your competitive league go? It was a really rough uh, week for everyone in the competitive league. Only two people cracked above 800. Uh, the best score was 814 with I've got a large pain house. <laughs> That's a good name. I'll pay that one. Nick, how are your newbie leagues going? It looks like there's some tough guys in those leagues. What's doing? There's a guy called Tried who got an 823, which is really good. And Peter Griffin X got 813. So, smashed us, guys, to be honest. So, yeah, well done, newbies. That's it. Now, Mitch, I know I sent you early today. I sent you the size of the injury report. Maybe it was late yesterday. There's a ton of people to go through. Start us off with Kalen Ponga, mate. What's happening there? Look, we, we probably don't need to spend a huge amount of time on it because we said it at the start of the year that it was not a good idea to get Kalen Ponga. He is an HIA magnet and is heading the way of Boyd Cordner and uh, unfortunately lasted all of one minute. So, unfortunately, Emma, my wife, has Kalen Ponga at half. So, that, that wasn't good. And uh, look, uh, I just wouldn't touch him. We've said it before. Like, I think we can pretty much put the line through him for the rest of the year. Um, I'm not even going to bring him up again because he's just fantasy irrelevant. You cannot risk Kalen Ponga. Uh, Jaden Braley, he's also out with an HIA. No major history there. I'd expect him to be back week after next. Tyson Frizzell. Now, this is an interesting one, guys. And, and we were sort of talking about this before the podcast. Uh, it looked like it was a lateral ankle sprain. Uh, with the mechanism. I know the NRL physio brought that up. But as you pointed out, Stu, I think it's a really good point. Two things. Tyson was in a lot of pain for a lateral ligament sprain. It's either a break or I actually think possibly a syndesmosis. Some of the testing they were doing there uh, is actually more effective as syndesmosis injury and he was in quite a bit of discomfort there. So I'm putting a red pen through his name for the next six to eight weeks because I'm wagering syndesmosis on him. Jack Johns, uh, low-grade uh, lateral ankle. He could have played um, if needed. Adam Elliott, again, we talked about him at the start of the year, guys. Uh, it's a groin injury. I would say, again, it's a flow-on from that osteitis uh, pubis injury that he's had. I'm starting to get concerned that there actually might be some instability there and that he may actually wind up down the surgery road at some point. Wouldn't touch him. It's going to affect his performance, and he's going to be really inconsistent with his ability to um, play long stretches of games. Typically, through groin injuries, uh, low recurrence rate. And we've seen the last few years, Adam Elliott's had that recurrent issue and that often indicates that pubic area. Good man, nasty calf uh, strain. It's a grade two. He's going to be gone for four to six weeks. They can be a bit of a fickle injury to get over. Uh, so I'd be maybe erring more towards that five and six week time period. Jake Simpkin, really bad HIA. We're thinking maybe two weeks for that one as opposed to that normal one. Dan Verrill. So, I was actually at this game. He, at multiple junctions, appeared to be in quite a bit of discomfort in back play with his shoulder. At this point, it's a burner, but I'd keep an eye on that. I do believe he's named this week, Stu. No, he's out. He hasn't been named? Okay. So, 
I, I'm not convinced that a burner would rule Sam Verrills out. So, watch that space. That could actually be something a little bit more serious. I'm probably thinking rotator cuff based on, on that. Um, if you have him, he's a potential trade there actually. Anyway, wait one more week. But if he's not named next week, I'd be looking to maybe get out of dodge with him. Nelson, uh, big Nelson, ACL. He's already been ruled uh, MCL out. MCL boss. Uh, MCL, sorry. He's already been ruled out for the eight weeks. Uh, which would, bit like Brian Toto last year, indicate grade three or possibly a very high two. The difference with Nelson versus, say, a Brian Toto is that he doesn't rely on his speed and lateral movement to score fantasy points. When he does come back, there might be a slight drop in performance, but unlike Brian, it won't plague him for the rest of the year. I really thought that Brian was below what we would normally expect for him for the duration of last year. So, obviously, if you have Nelson, sell him, but when he comes back after a week or two, he should be pretty good. Corey Oates, another uh, displaced jaw fracture. So, he's had to have surgery on that. That'll be minimum eight weeks. Uh, Quite a nasty surgery that I was actually watching a video of that the other day. So, again, he's a sell though when he comes back. um, There'll be no drop in performance. He's just going to be a little bit sore. Big fantasy interest one, this one. Brandon Smith, who has been named this week. And as you were saying, Stu, I think the primary reason for that is they are just so shorthanded. I do think if the Roosters were pretty healthy at the moment, they would have rested him. It's exactly the same injury we saw with David Fafida and Adam Reynolds last year. The problem with uh, this injury for Brandon, much like David, is Brandon's a line engagement player. And as someone who owns him, I would expect for the next three to four weeks, he's going to be a little bit ginger there. And certainly opposition teams who are going to be well aware of where that injury is are going to be lining him up. So I think dropping minutes, dropping performance, dropping line engagements. I've lost 54K on him, so I'm a bit of a loss at what I am going to do. But if you can get rid of him, you know, or you're not willing to sacrifice four weeks of, of down performance, he'd probably sell in that scenario. Jackson Ford, HIA, one week, no major history, not worried there. Charles Nickel Clogstad, so as we said before, he copped quite a nasty HIA. I'm hoping it won't be a couple of weeks, but I wouldn't be surprised it is as someone who owns him. And the last two that we've got here before we talk about Josh Curran are, you know, my favorite duo, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai. Both seem to have uh, low-grade lateral ligaments in the ankle. They were able to play the game. So, a bit like Jeremiah and I last year, we'd expect them to probably front up the week after next. So, obviously, they've got the bye this week. So, no major concern there, although I hope Cleary can punch up better than 37 in round four. <laughs> Final one is Josh Curran. So, hip point injury. Now, Nick, we saw this one with one of our favorite players, Jack DeBellin, in 2018. It is an absolute bugger of an injury to get over and it's really tough when you do have this injury and you're playing a contact sport like rugby league. Every time you cop a hit, you send it back a week. You are going to see a bit of a decrease in his ability to hit top speed. As far as his ability to tackle, it's not going to be severely impeded, but those line breaks and that uh, attacking fantasy side of things that we normally see, that might be a little bit down. You also might see a drop in minutes with Josh as they try and get him through this period. So... If you own Josh, he's probably not a sell, but I certainly wouldn't be looking to bring him in. Oh, look, Joshy Karen's playing off the bench at the moment. So, yeah, so let's just hope that he doesn't play much and then comes back into the main team at some point, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's as well. Thanks, Mitch. That was a huge effort there. Appreciate it. Uh, all good, mate. All right, let's go off to the naughty corner. Less people here today, uh, but a few big ones. So let's start with Scotty Drinkwater. Uh, broke someone's jaw, got three weeks for it. So uh, we'll talk about the implication of that a little bit later, but Scotty's got three weeks. Peter Hiku, 
uh, agreed to, uh, I think it was a shoulder charge, two weeks for him. Isaiah Papali, uh, dangerous contacts, uh, grade two, gets a week. Jeremy Marshall King, dangerous contact, grade two, also, I believe, I think he got two weeks there. Uh, and the big one, Jacob Saifidi for basically a WWE move, unfortunately, uh, on Jake Simpkin has get, been charged with five weeks. So uh, the big implication for that is probably any player that's left there. In this case, Jack Hetherington so has taken his spot this week. So we'll come to that a little bit later there. I feel a little bit bad for Jacob because it was a terrible hit, but it was entirely accidental. I don't think he even saw Jake coming properly until it was almost too late. So, yeah. Also feel very bad for Jake Simpkin because he basically flipped. All right. Well, with that, guys, let's get to the Thursday match. So the Seagulls versus the Eels. Nick, take us away. What's happening? Joshy Schuster has overcome that calf issue he's had that's kept him out of the season opener, which means Cooper Johns drops to reserve, which is the only change that beat the Bulldogs in the season opener. The Eels, on the other hand, have started 0-2, and two, uh, but they've still rolled out the same 17 that lost Nail Barter to the Sharks last week. Mike Acevo was charged with dangerous contacts in second round, has escaped with just a fine. So he's not in the naughty corner, just fine. And with that, I think, uh, Stu, what's happening with Josh Hodgson, mate? So Josh Hodgson, well, look, he got a 28. I know we were looking in last week because he got uh, mid-40s. But I note that in the game versus the Sharks, the Eels were getting run a bit ragged. So Hodgson was passing off the ground to his halves. So the good news, he'll still play 80. I want to, like, before we make a call on Josh Hodgson, I think, especially because he's so risky, we want one more date. Another poor score, we'll just mark him off for quite a while. Uh, If he gets another good score, we might have a little bit of a better look. Uh, Just wait for now. Uh, We also want to have a look at Mitchell Moses reason is is because he cracked out a 79 and i know that people disappointed with nathan cleary this meet might be looking at that and going wow and he showed what he can do because he had some runaway tries and a really good break down the left hand side where he just burnt a few players showed off his speed the issue is always with mitchell moses though i've always had it's been consistency of outcome so yes he kicks goals but some weeks he pulls out a 79 some weeks it's closer to the 39 so True, we're seeing that with Nathan Cleary too, but with Mitchie Moses, uh, we've got a much longer history of that sort of effort. So for me, I would want to see at least one more before we jump on Mitchell Moses. Same with Nathan Brown for a 62. They've both been a little bit up and down, so I'd wait another week. The one guy that I do want to speak to you guys about this week, though, is Schuster. So I'm going to be watching with real interest this week because I think he looked really good in that preseason opener number of really good games, good passes, uh, and working really well with Tuolagi on that edge there. So Schuster running, Tuolagi running, Brad Parker running, very, like, a lot of bodies in motion. What about you, Nick? Did you, uh, will you be watching Schuster this weekend? Yeah, of course. I, I wouldn't suggest bringing him in this week, though, right? Oh, look, I I think we want to at least see him once play. His break-even will not shift very quickly there, but Against a tough team in the Eels, if he looks the goods, I reckon the Seagulls side might actually start taking off. So, yeah, not this week, but I definitely like a real close watch on Thursday night. Mitch? Look, I think the main concern for me is two things. I think sometimes his work uh, 
ethic will say in the game can drop off and he can go a little bit missing, which I'm going to want to obviously look for as you're saying today. The other major thing is uh, those recurrent calf strains, mate. I don't love it. He's had them on and off for the last 12 to 18 months. He'd have to be really good for me when I'll bring him in with that. I've got enough darn injuries and HIAs on my team at the moment to, to risk bringing in Josh Schuster that he'd have to blow blow my socks off. And the other thing is that Cherry Evans, as we know, typically drinks 95% of that milkshake. So we'd want to see a few shifts there, I think. Oh, definitely. We, we would definitely want to see him getting a good shake because we didn't see Schuster play with DCE during the trials. No, that's exactly right. So we're looking for that dynamic and against a tough team. I think if you see that, it's fine. But just keep in mind that uh, he is a high high risk of injury. Speaking of high risk of injury, Mitch Turbo, what are we thinking? Uh, we said it at the start of the season, mate. We want to see two dates with uh, Tom Trevojevic. I actually didn't watch that game with the Sea Eagles and Bulldogs. So I'll certainly be making time to watch the game this week. Uh, I, again, will continue to not bring him in unless we see something from 2021. Again, he's just too much of an injury risk and I have other priorities. My advice is at least one more week uh, and, and certainly, again, against good opposition like the Parramatta Eels this week. Uh, he he we'll did look a bit out. undercooked in the first game, So, but I'm hoping hopefully two weeks' worth of proper training, he'll, uh, he'll look a bit better this week. My feeling is if you are going to get him, it'll be at the week four or six mark. That's my thing. Excellent. Okay, Nick, take us away, mate. DCE, what are we thinking about? Uh, obviously, with the buy, I think um, that one week where he got a was it a ninety three? I think you just look for him to average close to the sixties. That said, the Eels going to be very high fantasy scoring so far this year for both sides. So I can understand why those would move from like Cleary to DCE. Though I'm not doing that, but I'm not mad if anyone does that. Uh, Mitch, what do you think of anyone that's looking at moving on from clearing and rolling into DC this week? I think it's a good decision. As we were sort of talking about with the dynamic between Schuster and DCE, there's maybe a slight concern of that, but I actually don't think the status quo is going to change. I think DCE will continue to drink the milkshake. And he's proven for many years he's a very solid fantasy performer and clearly really hasn't come up the goods yet. So... I personally won't be making the panic trade, but I don't hate it. Stu? Yeah. Uh, look, DC, the only thing for me is that you know you're paying full freight. So he, he started off this year pretty highly priced after that score as well. He'll go up a little bit. He doesn't goal kick. I think if Ruben Garrick took a little while out, I'd show a little bit more interest because that would just up his base again. But yes, um, until we start to see 2021 Seagulls, I think I'll stay away from DC just just for now. I think it was an outlier game. Yeah, fair. Now, he scored a triple for 90-odd. Like, his first first ever three-try game. Yeah, he knows how to find the line. But, yeah, uh, Hattie is not on the cards every week. So, uh, my next guy, Bryce Cartwright, 362K, minus 12 break-in, break second lowest uh, break-in with Hop God with minus 15 and... Uh, Preston, we will talk about in a second with minus 12 as well. So it's still not too late to get on is the point with such a low break even as a quick uh, cash grab if you haven't already. So the Cardi Party is still going. It is the hopefully you got on last week and you enjoyed the 60-odd grand's worth of price rises last week. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, you, you just don't know how long the party, the party may stop at any time. The cops may come. They may take your trade, throw you in jail. So... 
Awesome. Well, look, nah, mate, keep the good keep the good times rolling. Let's do it. Now, look, guys, we didn't speak about one guy, and we really should have, which is Hopgood himself. So, eighty five guys. Uh, there's really not much more to say apart from the fact that I thought that maybe last week might have been an outlier due to the injuries. He's played huge minutes again, seventy plus, looking again like Cam Murray two point breakout year. So, guys, how keen are we on Hopgood? If you don't have him, uninstall. Mate, it's Hop God. Hop God. Okay. So, if you don't have him, it's still not too late. He's probably a $800,000 player, which means that you have time to still make a ton of money on him. So, just stop what you're doing, work out a way to get him in, and keep on going. Don't try and work around it because he's just going to be sitting all there all year, and he's going to be making everyone else points, and you'll just be sad. How long do we have till uh, Cartwright's probably going to lose his spot? What's our timeline on that at the moment? Uh, it's uh, Sean Lane with the broken jaw. The, uh, again, very similar jaw injury to Oates. Happened in, I believe it's week one or week two of the preseason trials. Week two, Nick? Yeah. yeah Sorry, so what's that? We've, what's we've, that? Probably got, we've probably got another three to four weeks, right? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's two to three weeks. Look, uh, Madison is back next week. He uh, could okay. slot yep. onto yep. an edge. He may. Hey, no, 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 no. He's not. He's not. He's on the bench. Madison's okay. on the bench. That's his role. I, I'm just saying that if the coach looks at him and goes, geez, I need an edge player, right? Cartwright stunk it up this week. He might go and go, Matto, you know how to play an edge. I'm just saying you can't oh. discount it. But look, it, Arcati- just, it just unbalances the team. What, what Madison brings through the middle is exactly what they need. He's like the perfect middle. That's true, the moment, but will, last year. then next question for you, will that affect Hopgood? Will Madison's return affect 75 minutes plus Hopgood? Not at all, not at all. So you're playing Madison at prop now? No, you can play them together. Like half the teams of the comp play guys similar to that. No, I get it. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, it'll be an interesting dynamic. So this week, Hopgood is a sure. very, very good choice. Uh, next week, I'll be watching real hard how Maddo and Hopgood play together. For sure. Excellent. So, guys, margins. I have the Seagulls. I reckon they're going to have a bit of a day here. They're going to get it to 16. I think the Eels are not off to a great start. Mitch, what have you got? I got Eels by four. I think they'll find a way to turn it around, and I think you guys are way too high on the Seagulls. Could be. We've only seen Whoa. <laughs> So, Nick, what have you got? I see it's by, what have I got, four? Yeah, four. Excellent. All right, Mitch, Friday night, what's happening? Mate, so we have, bear with me one sec, sorry, it just closed down. We have the Knights and the Dolphins. So Tyson Gamble has been has replaced Kalen Ponga probably for the foreseeable future in that number six jersey, while Phoenix Croslands fills in for Jaden Braley. Wow, this is not good. Uh, the Knights squad was <laughs> decimated in round two and despite winning the game that they lost Ponga, Braley, Rozell, Johns, Saifidi. Wow, talk about a Pyrrhic victory. Jack Hetherington starts a prop. I'm sure that'll make it better. And Brody Jones joins the starting side at second row. Uh, Ryan Rivett, Dylan Lucas will make their NRL debuts off the bench. So basically the Dolphins are going to win their third game in a row. Uh, Cody Nikarima has been named at hooker with the star recruit Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, suspended for the next two weeks. Actually, Jeremy Marshall King, guys, has been a big part of this Dolphins team and their go forward. very good. Yeah. Ray Stone returns from the knee injury and Mason Tay goes to a man. So, 
I might kick us off, guys, just to get mine out the way. Caelan Ponga, I said it at the start of the year, and as I was talking, Emma was glaring at me for allowing her to buy him at the start of the year. But he has the line through him. I refuse to talk about him for the rest of the year because he is not fantasy relevant. You cannot have Caelan Ponga in his team. He did look pretty good in that first game, as Nick said, but he didn't score points. And as we predicted, out in round two. So, look, if you're desperate and you're willing to take the risk, sure, go Caelan Ponga, but you get what you pay for. Uh Jaden Braley is the other one uh, that, that I have. He's out for a week with HIA. So, look, at this point, if you own him, you'd probably keep him. If you don't have him, well, you're going to wait till he comes back from that concussion. Nick, I'm looking forward to the next one you're talking about because I'm looking at potentially trading him out for someone I never thought I would bring in, Jackson Hastings. What are you thinking, mate? Mate, no love lost between him and the Tigers. And I think fantasy managers should feel the same as his ex-teammates and avoid him at all costs. I think it's very discouraging scores. Uh, even with Ponga gone and Tyson Gamble coming in, I just think he's untouchable at the moment based upon what we're seeing with the eye test and the fantasy output in the first couple of rounds. There's just yeah, nothing to like. I, I, no, I, I agree with you. I've actually been watching Hastings pretty carefully. He didn't lose value last week and he's only lost about 16K so far, I believe. I was just looking at it then, which is why I had this closed down. He's lost 19K, sorry. So, for me, it's sort of three things, mate. The first thing is he hasn't passed the eye test. He's looked poop. The second thing, he's on a poop team, which has gotten pooper. And then the third thing is I'm hearing whispers that nobody in the Knights likes Hastings. Like, this guy is apparently hated by everyone and when he's interviewed, he doesn't seem like a terrible guy, but if everyone hates you, something is clearly not right. So I'm looking to sell and I'll reveal who I'm getting at the end of the podcast. Excellent. Uh, now, Nick, we also got to talk about a guy who is Sarko. So we talked about him last week as a guy coming off a of 75, got a 25 this week. What are we thinking? Oh, what, what can you do? Just look at the hammer, a downgrade to Sloan. If you need a wing fullback, don't touch a Sarko. It was just a bit of a gamble for some people looking for a quick, uh, cash grabbing Casey was on a bit of a hot streak, you know, a few 50s after that 75, who could have made huge money. Yeah. No, definitely. It's just just there. Uh, all right. So we also got to look at uh, Hammer. So let's, guys, I'm going to say it's pretty much the last week to get on the Hammer. Otherwise, you're really paying premium money this week. So he's currently priced at 452K. He's a break even at two. So if he if he gets another good week, if he gets another fifty, he's in the five hundred k mark, and he might as well just go and buy Reese Walsh at that point. So uh, last week for the hammer, uh, guys, Nick, have you got yeah. the hammer at the moment? He passed the eye. Oh no, no, Mitch, you go, mate. Mitch playing under Bennett at fullbacks working out quite nicely for him. I think this is definitely a last week, but I've got a buy rating on him. Yep. No, I've got a I've got a buy, strong buy on him too. Uh, Nick, how about you? you yeah, there? yeah, Hammer's definitely a good option. Can you hear me? Yep, got you, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammer's a good option for sure. Yep. No, definitely, if, if you're looking to get off chance, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you've got him and not Hammer, yeah, pretty good flip. The other guy is Isaiah Katoa. So after a first week where he really, he went backwards in price, which is pretty impressive. We didn't know that he could go on to 230K. Apparently, the minimum price this year is 220000 So, what we saw this week from him was a lot better. So, 31 points, a lot more involved, second NRL game. Break him in eight this week. You can probably wait a week. But if you do need a replacement half for Nathan Cleary, you 
can play him this week. He's, they're playing the Knights. He should actually have a decent day of it. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I think he looks to be passing the eye test. I think Wayne Bennett's going to bring him along slowly and uh, progressively having more involved as he becomes more confident. Uh, he's on a team that's got a bit of belief and he's at 220k. What's not to like? I, I, I suspect there's still 100, 150k value there. You just got to be patient, a bit like what we should have with Ghana last week, Stu. That's it. Well, look, I haven't sold Kato yet. I just haven't bought him. So I think he will be my next week's choice there. I think you have a wait week, but if you need a half, I, I would certainly say he's a good choice. All right. Uh, with that in mind, guys, I think we've been through just about everyone looking through here. Yep. Oh, Lockie Miller, 32 points, guys, in what was, you know, a bit of a chaotic game. I, I'm pretty happy with Lockie Miller. I'm just happy to let him sit there in my team. As dumb as it sounds, 32 points was pretty good this week. Uh, are we expecting better from Lockie Miller next week, Nick? Yeah, you just got to wait and see. There's no point moving him. I'm sure if Lockie Miller's your biggest problem, you've got a pretty good team. Yep, that's it. Just just pick and stick with Lockie. All right, guys, I've got the Dolphins by 18 here against essentially the Knights. I'm not even sure it's the reserve grade at this point. I'm pretty sure it's just whoever's around. You know, if you've seen a Knights jersey outside the club after the game. So how about this? Nick, what have you got? I've got the Finns by 18. Yep, same again. How about you, Mitch? Oh, I don't think it'll be a bloodbath. Let's go Finns by 14. Excellent. Yeah, those four points, huge difference there. <laughs> Big man. That'll be a Jackson Hastings try save, which I'll then regret trading him out. <laughs> All right, let's get to the Friday night late game. It's not the Broncos, ladies and gentlemen. It is actually the Roosters versus the Rabbitohs. So, uh, with the Roosters, uh, Joe Rear Hargrave is and Victor Radley return. Brandon Smith is named, even though he had that rib injury. Joseph Suwali got a pretty light charge at the end of the day as charged with dangerous contact but escaped with a fine. So he's also named. Uh, looking at the other side for the Rabbitohs, Tavita Totola returns from concussion. Hame Sele also returns. That shifts Davi Mowali to the bench and Daniel Saluka Fafida drops out of the 17. Jed Cartwright shifts to 18th man. So, looking at this, guys, I might kick us off. Look, Leo Thompson. Sorry, not Leo Thompson. Isaac Thompson. He uh, scored a 14 last week. I know a number of us had him. It was a bit of a disappointing one. He was getting Cleary bombs all week. They're going to hurt just about every wing fullback in the comp. Just eat, eat this week and trust in the process. He's a base stats guy. He'll have a better week against the Roosters. The next guy, Lindsay Collins. 46 points, and I think, Nick, you're right here in 77 minutes. So, yep. yeah, a tough week game against the Warriors, and they mainly won you the number of Warriors knocked out of the game in some sketchy plays. So Roosters are running all their fast guys through the middle. So if you noticed a little bit, you saw the Suwali and Teddy running a lot through the middle off the halves, So which means their forwards just aren't getting as many touches. So I'd say wait and see. If you've got Collins, hold him. If you don't, I just have a wait and see from him from now. Now, Nat Butcher, he got a 55. He's a solid buy, but nothing special. If I was looking for a mid at the moment, I'd be getting Tohu instead. James Tedesco, guys, we've got to talk about him quickly because still 20 plus percent ownership. 
43 points. He's down to 707k, so he's dropped 70 grand already. With his break even still in the 60s, I reckon a couple more bad weeks, and then we might need to find some Teddy cash. What do you reckon, Mitch? Yeah, I, look, we're just waiting for Teddy to bottom out. We know he's a fantasy stud. I still would prefer he didn't bottom out till after Origin, but at this pace, if he can get sort of in that mid to low 600s, I'd, I'd be starting to get a little bit interested. Nick, how about you? Yeah, not yet. Just just waiting another few weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just waiting in my dream of dreams. If a guy like I can trade a Lockie Miller or a Sloan to Tedesco, that'll, that'll be the day, right? Oh, gross. I'm just saying, we just need a couple of good weeks from some of these other guys and a couple of lesser weeks for Teddy. Also, we've got to talk about Joey Manu, uh, who still has, despite missing the first game, he's actually got a reasonable ownership percentage, uh, 7.3%. The reason why we want him, though, his break-in is approaching 60. Uh, we want him to drop in price because we want Manu at the origin to keep an eye out. We'll just talk about him real briefly every week. So, but obviously, don't pick him up this week. Insane. Mitch, Lachlan Elias, 26 points, return to earth. <coughs> what are we thinking? Well, look, we talked about it last week. I was I was a little keen and I nearly brought him in. I know... Anthony, a.k.a. Michael Sierra, did bring him in. And I think that was a bit of a misplay with him. Sorry, mate. Uh, we saw with Lockie Elias, he had a try. He had a couple of try assists and he had that try save. And that for him was a bit of an outlier week. And that, that really was a lot of those 73 points. So 26 is a little lower in a game where the Rabbits sort of had a bit more of a, a, a you know tighter affair there. But I think Ilias is a bit of a stay away for now. I think what we saw last week was probably closer to the truth, though I do think he'll average somewhere between those uh, mid to high 30s, maybe the occasional low 40. Latrell Mitchell, so 54. This is starting to get a bit serious here because we've had two dates and he's looking like a bit of a promising uh, candidate. For me, I've got to stay away. I don't love that hamstring. I don't love him as a suspension risk, but he played well. In spite of his PCL injury, I'm not overly concerned about this particular injury affecting him further. And everything he gets involved with, he looks the goods. And really, the entire team and the way they play quick through the middle and then flicking it out wide suits his scoring ability. So, I won't get him, but I don't hate it if anyone else has him. Uh, Nick or Stu, any interest in Latrell? Nick, I'll start with you. I mean, you're not worried about that PCL, but I'm a little bit. Uh, it's just one of those things. He just looks so ginger, and I, I'm not sure what the next thing that's going to break the camel's back, especially when he's not in. It's uh, not in great shape, which just worries me from an eye test point of view. But yeah, I no, um, not enough for me yet. I'm I, I'm not saying don't be worried about the injury. I'm just saying don't be worried about the PCL, Stu. You look. I think that Latrell, by the what I've seen here, is probably on course to be the top scoring wing fullback this year. I I can certainly see why people would be getting him, but he is at his near peak value. He's almost eight hundred grand, so I'm hoping Ooh. that he has a couple of bad games where he does flake out. I'm hoping for those where we can jump on the trail at a cheaper date. But you will want him in your side at some point this year. The more that I'm seeing from Latrell, he's playing both sides now. So left and, and right, and he passes the darn eye test, and I think the Rabbitohs are going to win the premiership. I just, I promised I wouldn't. And I'll be breaking that promise three darn years in a row. It's like, I don't know if I could go there. No, I got you. I'm saying that he looks good and he's playing well. He's kicking goals. And Souths look like a good team. They look like 
like the Panthers were back to being the Panthers last week. So the Souths didn't quite hit the mark. But the fact is, in a team which was getting pumped, he still cracked out a 54. Yeah, that's so that's good, eh? what we want to see, is a yeah. team that's getting pumped for most of the game. They didn't... Souths didn't score until 65th minute. They didn't and, even look like scoring much. And we haven't seen minute. it in previous years either. Like, generally, he went missing in those games, but he presents too much of a risk to me. Although, you know, at rank 39,000, I probably started to debate from, like, far <laughs> yeah. out. How much worse could it get? No, for sure. <laughs> I, I'm just saying we should punt. Chuck a star on the troll. We, we, want it, we want him. We just don't want him yet. Uh, I certainly wouldn't be punting Nathan Cleary to pick him up. It's That's, like, all risk. So... Uh, speaking of guys who uh, had a bit of an interesting game, Cam Murray, Nick, what are we looking at? Oh, actually, Mitch, uh, 40... Mitch, before I do that, Egan Butcher, sorry, mate, I cut you off. 44. What are we looking at? Jerk move, mate. Um, oh. Egan Butcher. So, <laughs> look, I, I got him, which is why you put him in there. And uh, I'm not hating that I got him because his base stats are great. I mean, that first game, he obviously got the Sinbin, which wasn't particularly good, but... Look, I'm actually going to put it to both of you because you both talked me off the ledge with uh, Burton last year, which probably saved my ass long term. I I want to hold Butcher. I think the base stats are great. He's got the minutes. The Roosters aren't playing particularly good. Sooner or later, he's going to have some attacking stats and there's no word on Crichton returning anytime soon. There isn't. No, he's got a round four bye. That's the only part here. So if you're going to do it, uh, I'd probably hold this week and flip into Ghana next week. That could, Ooh, be, like that, that could be your exit. So yep. hold him this week. And then if you like what you saw from Ghana last week, as much as I did, uh, straight trade, bit of cash in your hand. I'd certainly hold him this week. And if he looks stellar this week, just hold him. Find another way to get Ghana. Yeah, I do like that. Excellent. Uh, look, he'll be playing uh, playing left edge. He'll be playing up against Kalomatangi. But you know what? Plenty of tackles. So speaking about that, uh, Kalomatangi, Nick. 742k, pretty good score. What are we looking at? Well, he's just he's just doing really well with the 55. He's still got a 44 break even. He's just been consistent on the as as we said before. Really good team. He's an excellent value, but he's just rock solid. And he, he can get some pop with his scores, with some tries, try assists, that sort of stuff. I, I'm not sure if you'd look at a Dave for feeder before Kalama Tungy, but you yes. just get it's just a nice security blanket by getting Kalamatangi is all. I just think he's a bit underrated, and he could even have some more breakout based upon South scoring more down that right hand side. So just just one to think about, I suppose. Maybe it's just a keeper for the end of the year and not one to bring in now. But uh, I'm not sure. It, I, it, just want to keep an eye on Chuck a star, Kamari guys. Uh, a 45 is disappointing considering his price bracket. Uh, he only had 59 minutes which is uh, what we really want to see is 65 to 75 minutes or so. So I look for a bounce back factor this year, a bit of a, uh, this week, sorry. There's a grudge match against the decimated Roosters pack, which could mean a huge score for him potentially, getting quick play of the balls, getting it first receiver, some try assist, line break assist, that sort of stuff, and really setting up the South to sort of punch through the middle against the soft rooster side. So I'm actually tipping him to go big, big, big this week, especially. Um, any disagreement, SG? No, look, I definitely married last week. Unfortunately, he he got a pretty fit and firing uh, ha- uh, Fisher Harris, Yo and Leo to sandwich a lot of the game. And so I think he was just out of gas a little bit later on. 
So I think he's probably feeling that short in preseason a little bit as well. So I think this week, I think they'll run him a little bit lighter and he should be good come game day for a big game. Yeah, to- totally, mate. Uh, I think we could trust. I think we could keep our trust in Murray. So just hold on to him, guys. Don't don't panic over forty five. No. Okay, this is probably one of the biggest things we need to talk about this week, guys. Brandon Smith, and eleven. I saw um, the fantasy amateurs Instagram with their their puns. Abandoned Smith was one of their <laughs> puns. So, that, <laughs> which is sort of the sentiment for all forty three percent remaining owners of the cheese. I've read it here, get out, get out quick and go to Little as a solid option at that price bracket. But Cheese has been named at number nine. Mitch, what are we thinking from an injury point of view and uh, the Cheese's ability to be the Cheese with some uh, ribs that just have been tickled once or twice that wouldn't feel too good? He's without a doubt going to be affected. The reason I think they're playing is because they're so low on troops and they kind of need to get something going to kick their own season off. I don't I, I don't want to crystallize the 54K, although they do have that buy next week. I just think that the cheese is eventually going to come good. It's just how much of this can you wear? I can tell you this for a fact. His minutes are going to be down a little bit and his points are going to be down a little bit. That is without a doubt. He's not going to be the same cheese we would normally expect. That said, you know, you've got this week, buy next week. We're looking at about three to four weeks of, of rubbish cheese here and then I think we'll get what we should have always gotten. It depends on what, what you need to do and if you're willing to burn the trades to sort of sell him now and bring him back. But as I said, Nick, I'm not keen on the 54K loss of um, cash there. So it's a little bit of a tricky one. I'm sort of going to be guided by you on you guys on this one, but certainly I would think dropping performance. Stu, what do you think, mate? Look, I sold him last week because I saw the buy coming up and I really just wanted to read Marnie. I'll be honest with you. It was just gut instinct. How do I get him in? And Cheese had the buy coming up, as did Garner, so that's why I sold him. Uh, last minute type of thing. I think that he's got a break even a 60 this week. He's got a buy next week, so he's not getting you any... He'll be down on points this week due to that rib injury. He will get you zero points next week. Most people have him playing as a middle or on a bench. You can't afford that. So I would definitely be thinking about ways to exit. There are a number of really good options there. Like a lot of people have Hopgood as an edge, Go turn cheese into an edge and go put Hopgood in the middle. Uh, if, you know, just sell them down, sell them up, sell them somewhere. There's a bunch of players out there which are really good value. Like, you know, Cartwright, Preston, Liero, uh, Katoa, definitely. Hopgood, definitely, if you don't have him. Like, there's a bunch of Carrigan, if you've got a little bit more cash. Yeah, plenty of places to park your cash. So you think uh, jump off while you can? I would say jump off cheese, take take your medicine because if with combined with what Mitch is saying, he'll be down in performance. Look, he could jag a try this week. He could definitely jag a try and make us all laughing stocks. But I I would be saying get out. You're going to have two weeks worth of like one week bad score, one week no score. We saw what happened to David Fafida when he had this injury. It'll be very similar. Now, obviously, Brandon's not as big as David, but they both play that barnstorming, bullish style of footy. It's going to really affect his play. Yep. Team, oh, teams are working out too. Yeah. They'll, 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 be, they'll be going for it. They'd be silly not to. Oh, you, you want to take the wind out of his sails as quickly as possible. They're going to smash him. So, I, I, I would, I've got a big sell rating, unfortunately, on Cheese. And, yeah, buy him back. Buy him back at 450K. Have a great time. 
But only only sell them to someone who's going to generate a buttload of cash, right? Oh, yes. you you got to find a guy. That's why I was thinking I'm looking at the list of people who could be interesting here. Carrigan, uh, like, uh, there's a number of middles as options, but I would say even shifts a guy like Hopgood to the middle. That's why he's got the DPP. And you can pick up a guy like Katoa if you don't have him. Uh, even Preston, you can cash down, cash someone else up. Uh, we talked about uh, Bryce and Cartwright before. There's a whole bunch of different people you can get to play on an edge. Yeah, right. Okay. So uh, exit the cheese, guys, and we'll, we'll probably find someone for everyone throughout the pod. I'll just go on to Sam Walker, guys, who got a 69. He's averaging 58.5 over the first two rounds, and none of it appears unsustainable from an eye test point of view. I think he's extremely spicy. We sort of wrote him off in the preseason from getting into the 50s average based upon, I think it was a 40 sort of player. Mm. Um, I just, I don't, I, I don't trust it, but I don't trust the fantasy output, but from an eye test point of view, he's just involved. He's, he's attacking and, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's unsustainable just from that eye test point of view, Stu. Uh, would you consider Walker potentially bringing in? Walker's not a bad if buy. You, if you've got, you got Jackson Hastings, let's say, and you're a bit unhappy? Yeah, look, Sam Walker is certainly running that team a little bit better this year. Now, his score last week was propped up by a try, so eight points there. But everything else is very similar to the week before. So he he was a little bit up in kick meters and a little bit down in demerits, which is the other reason for the difference in his scores. So, yeah, look, I, I would sit and say Sam Walker will do reasonably well and will only improve as that team improved because the Roosters have the makings of a very good team. They're just dealing with injuries and a bit of a makeshift structure at the moment. So, yeah, look, I, I certainly don't see you losing your shirt if you buy him. And there's not many good half options around at the moment. So, oh, Mitch, there's, a, there's, there's a few. We'll, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. But, yeah, Mitch, would you be interested in Sam Walker for your Hastings headache? No, I've got someone else in mind. Excellent. <laughs> okay, right. Moving okay, on. Uh, Michael Cheekham, Michael guys. 330, 338k with a 43. Two games he's played the full 80. He's made 88k already. He's likely to keep going, averaging in the 40s or so. If uh, you've got Cardi Party and you're not loving Dury, then Cheekham's potentially an option. Ooh. Jacob Host is close to coming back, I Next believe. Week. So, that's, so that's probably your only risk. Jair is still a few weeks off. So uh, I'm not sure where... Would Jacob host? Uh, I don't know about that one. We'll have to- it, they'll have to see next week. Is if Jacob host might come off the bench for one week, and Cheekham uh, starts, and then as he gets his fitness back, it could be that. But it could be just host straight back in. Host definitely had the spot. He actually had it over Arrow week one. Okay, so let's look at uh, Preston and Cheekham guys. I've got Souths by six for this game. What have you got, Stu? I have Souths plus 14. I reckon that the Roosters, unfortunately, are going to get tuned up a little bit. Mitch? Ooh, South by, by 20. Yep. Ooh. Look, I, I think that the Roosters... South, just... South, looks, South, looks, South look to be the Ducks nuts, and the Roosters look two or three steps behind the rest of the competition. Yeah. Love, they would have lost the it. Warriors. Money can't buy premierships. Yeah. They, they would have lost the warrior, to the Warriors if the Warriors didn't lose so many guys through HIA, I reckon. Yep. Agreed. The war- the Warriors were coming for them. Well, and they just uh, ran out of puff because, as you said, Stu, they didn't have the legs. That's it. Well, look, it gets to 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Mitch, what's happening? Mate, so 
we've got the Titans and the Storm. Wow, that'll be exciting. Uh, Sam Verrill's shoulder has been ruled out and Chris Randall replaces him at hooker. Uh, Fulmala, Ful, Fulmala, oh Jesus Christ, for Sul Malawi, uh, younger brother of Skipper Tino, uh, will make his NRL debut off the bench. Jojo Fafita has been dropped to make way for Brian Kelly, who returns from a four-game suspension. From the Storm, we have several much-needed boosts after their shocker against the Dogs and uh, the loss of Nelson Asafa Solomona for at least the next couple of months. Justin Ollum makes an unexpected return after initially being ruled out until round six. Uh, Xavier Coates' shoulder, Tui Kamakamika, and Tarek Sims also return, while young gun Jonah Petzetz makes his NRL debut off the bench. Man, these Islander names are not making it easy. Mate, <laughs> uh, that's why I gave it to you. I was just like, oh, geez, this will be a good one for you. Yeah, I need to, like, I can tell that Andrew Voss has been practicing in the offseason. His ability to call those player names is mint. I oh, need to see whichever te- coach he is. Teams actually now provide the uh, callers with the pronunciations of all of their players' names. Like, they uh, syllabalize it out for them. So really oh, I might, nice. need to get the, might need to get the good oil from uh, some of my contacts then. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, let, let's talk about a couple of guys that we really need to talk about. So, Eli Katoa, guys, uh, we talked before that last week he didn't get the you know he got a 39 which is pretty good this week he got the score that we wanted 63 with a try getting the good ball from Hughes running really good lines expect more of the same go and buy stop what you're doing work out how to get Eli Katoa in your team trade you know trade down from cheese to Katoa move Hopgood into your middle solve problem solved I don't know that's that's what I'm thinking guys Nick have you got Eli Katoa Absolutely, mate. Happy? Extremely so, extremely so. Didn't he bomb a try, though? That was a bit disappointing. I think uh, an aerial assault, he, he could have had more. Yes, he could. He certainly could have had more there, but, you know, I, I think we're not going to look a gift horse in the mouse too much. The 63, when they were getting flogged, is a pretty good result out of that squad, right? No, he's, he's an attacking player, mate. That's what he's there for. He he, he can get 21 week, but he's meant to be able to get 60s quite easily, I reckon. Yep. Well, he certainly achieved that for us, which is good. So, because he got, a, he got he's another playing off Jerome. He's playing off Jerome Hughes, who was quite electric towards the back end there. And I can see that combination getting better and better and better each week. So, uh, Katoa is very interesting. Stu, Loero, what do you think? Uh, look, I'm watching for Sims this week. I don't think Sims... Sims look like he's returned to the middle rotation. So he's 41. I've got him as a wait and see. If you don't own him, just hold. But look, the 41 did look good. He looked like a solid effort. Not as good as a whole runner, but he does have a very nice Sean Lane-esque offload. So a bit of a left arm underneath the body out the back to the right. So he's got a, still got a break in the 13. Just hold him. Uh, I buy Katoa. Hold the arrow. Speaking of guys that we want to hold, Will Warbrick. Scored a 30. Almost all base stats. When this guy gets a try, we're expecting like 45, 50s. If he's got a base of 30, it's pretty impressive, right, Mitch? Mate, he looks really, really good. We talk about, you know, how we bring it all together with stats and the eye test and the injury profile. He sort of ticks all the boxes and he's at a great price. So I'm very happy he convinced me to get him and uh, I'm certainly going to be holding him on going and would recommend. I still don't think it's too late to get him. This would be the last week though, right? Yeah, that's it. And look, he's he's in his prime as well. 105 kilos, age 24. So he's he's absolutely built for the game. 
And yeah, 270K. Look, the week that he pops off is the week that it's too late. So he's with a break even of four, if he gets a 50 this week, he will suddenly be at 325 and you'll just be chasing. You'll be chasing good scores, right? Yeah, that's it. And we don't want to chase the dragon. No, that's it. Well, look, uh, speaking about chasing the dragon, Hughes got a 78, which looked very good there, mate. Are we interested in getting Hughes? Look, Jerome Hughes in the past, he's been a fantasy stud, certainly under Volandi's ball. He benefited big time. But I think what we saw round one, that Hughes is really what he was in 2022. It's only two or three weeks till money comes back. I don't know if there's enough time to make the much cash much needed cash we want so sort of that eight hundred k mark at this point unless you're desperate oh, i'm not getting on board i'd say avoid i wouldn't wouldn't again chase the dragon basically i think you're chasing scores and we we know that monster's sort of about four weeks off coming back from date of injury so it's three weeks after this oh, i don't think there's enough time no that's it and look we also got to quickly talk about harry grant uh 64 there he's the second top scoring player Guys, I'm finding it hard to find Grant money. You know, now he's up to oh, close to $900,000. He's uh, looking pretty good though. Nick, uh, are we are we trying to find Harry Grant money or are we just waiting till he comes back down a bit after Origin? Mate, if you've got cheese at hooker, he's got to be one of your options, really. Uh, in terms of going for a gun, I know... Um, some questions later, they're looking at Egan. I'm suggesting Little potentially, but really, if you want to get a keeper, get a gun, get Grant. There's He's just a cut above the rest, and that's quite obvious. Mm. Yeah, it's him and Cookie, and then a step below, it's Robson and Marnie, and the step below that, it's everyone else that we're talking about. So, yeah, you want one of the top two, go and get one of the top two, right? But Cookie costs you the extra 45K or something, so you may as well just go Grant. Yep, makes sense there. So if you want an absolute keeper, uh, he does play Origin, but he will mix up with Benny Hunt, so he should back up for at least 60-odd minutes, which is nice, right? 100%. I'm hoping I've got on the money trade. I'm hoping I uh, make enough money to make the jump across the grand at some point. All right. Speaking about people that we need to really talk about, Tanner Boyd, very high ownership here, but stunk it up with a 25, Nick. What's doing? Three errors and a bit less of the milkshake. He then got hooked in the 74th minute, which is, that's not good. That's not good at all. I'm holding one more week due to positional versatility on my bench and the belief that his fantasy scoring will hopefully correct itself. Just hold, guys. I wouldn't panic about Tanner Boyd yet. Just give him one or two more weeks before uh, yanking him. I don't think his break even is too bad. For 37. Uh, yeah, so, so that's nothing to worry about. Just move. Just just hold on to him, guys. David Fafida, though, who we just uh, alluded to earlier, 780K with a 63. He's going good and strong with seven tackle busts, three offloads to hand. I've written here back to his best, but that's a bit overly optimistic. He looks really good. Yes. And he didn't break the lane, didn't break the line, I should say, last week. Uh, he didn't score a try either. So we're just waiting for a game for him to crack at the 80, 90 or something like that, where he just abuses someone. So I think he's still a solid, solid buy mm -hmm. for, you know, a top, top edge position, you know. Uh, for example, my team, I've got Haas, Carrigan, Murray and Tarpanay, you know. I know I've got one of them on the bench, but if, you, if you're sort of like me and you like your mids, you could also look at beefing up your edge as well. 
with uh, Hopgood and have another stud in there. And then you're sort of set for most of the year, to be honest. So he's just definitely one to look at. And um, I'm not sure if a dip's going to come, guys. I'm not sure. Yep. No, look, it looks like Fafita has started off strong. And you're right, he's getting really good ball outside Kieran Foran. Kieran Foran's digging into the line, which means that players have to commit, which means they're not able to triple team Fafita. Sometimes they're only double teaming or even just a single guy. And as soon as Fafita gets an arms tackle, we know what happens when David Fafita gets an arm tackle, don't we, Mitch? Yeah, nothing good for the guys doing the arm tackle. <laughs> points. Lots of, lots of points. That's what we like. All right. Well, there's, there's not many other players that we really want to look at here. There's certainly only a couple of Titans. I know AJ Brimson looked good, but he's still only averaging the 40 season, but still a bit of an avoid. So he looks good. He looks like he could play yeah, Origins. He's not he's fantasy relevant, though. No, in a better team, he would be, but he's not. So, with that in mind, guys, uh, who have who have we got winning this game? Nick? Where are the Titans by one? You reckon the Titans over the Storm? Nice. I like it. Mitch, what yep. have you got? Just by one. I'd like to see that, but I can't pick the Titans. I'll go Storm by four. And look, I think that the Storm are due for a bit of a bounce back game. They've got a few players returning. Uh, a little bit more of a thing expected. I'm expecting them to thrash the Titans by 22. I could see that. The Titans look pretty poor at Jubilee. They got thrashed. Yeah, they got thrashed by the Dragons by, what, 20? Uh, 14, and the Dragons oh, are not f- a good team. 14. Oh, it was the late try. So, yeah, yeah. before that, was it was 20. So, yeah, I, I can see the, the Storm doing a similar job. Nick, it gets to 5.30. What are we looking at? The Cowboys versus Warriors, guys. Tom Chester has been named at fullback with Scott Drinkwater suspended for the next three weeks. Gamet Sirisaki replaces Petahuku, who's serving that two-game ban mentioned earlier. On the other side of the ball, Tane Tua Piki makes his NRL debut at fullback with CNK sideline with that concussion. Jackson Ford as well with the concussion is out. Yeah, geez, which sees Bunty Afoa start at prop. Josh Curran has yeah. been named. But Jazz Tavanga will be ready to go off the extended bench if he fails to pass fit so that's interesting to see Jazzy there ready to go if there's that's interesting because we're looking at uh, Tohu Harris so um, I'll just kick off because Tohu at 750k and at 69 there's no reason not to bring him in one of the reasons to not bring him in was that Jazz Tavanga lurking there but with Jazz just sitting there on the extended bench he still looks like a really good buy potentially Passes every test in the book. 60 tackles, 144 run meters, only one missed tackles. He's just a boss. I just can't I can't fault him. Stu? I like him. He's he's turned into, I was saying this to uh, Dean from the podcast, he's, uh, Webster is playing like Isaiah Yo 2.0. So he's running all that play through the middle, distributing the ball out to the edges to better attack or finding the halves, making a ton of tackles. And that second year ACL, so like the first full year post-ACL, Mitch, I know we talked about that before, he's looking back to old Tohu. Yep, 2021 Tohu. So actually, I know I talked before about cheese options. If you had another guy you could trade down, for instance, and you could trade cheese up to Tohu, I would do it. Hands down. There's money in him, 100K. And you'd keep him. You'd just play in the whole year, wouldn't you? Yeah, it doesn't play Origin. Uh, scoring well in a team in tough games, which is what we love to see. 
So yeah, so Tohu, I would get him, and he's scoring 70 points. A point per minute. Like, you can't fault that two games in a row. Oh, yum, yum. I'm getting on it, to be honest. I was going to do something else, but I think I've been tipped over the edge here. Fair enough. Uh, look, guys, we've got to talk about another guy, though. Mitch? Uh, so, sorry, Nick. We've got to talk about Sean Johnson because he got a My 60 boy. My boy, SJ, 606K, playing really solid. Only two goals per game so far. Drinking all the milkshake as predicted. Super, super spicy based on exceeding my preseason projection of 51. Oh, look, I could be talked into him this week in Tohu. Just those those two as a package deal representing great value, mm-hmm. upside, and a good floor. Yeah, they're, they're a dynamic and duo the, on a Origin 1 team. and Origin 3. Major buy rounds. Yep. And they oh, play I'm the Broncos. The Broncos with no Origin players for round 13. Yeah, mate. It's, uh, it's very tasty. Yep. Look, he, he looks very good. Uh, look, you've got to know with SJ that at some point he could pop off. The calf could pop off. The arm could fall off. Anything could happen. So you've got to have that in mind that it's a two-trade commitment that you're making to him. But, but, but there is mate, money to be made. He's playing... He's playing like dinner suit footy though and scoring points. Like he's not having to do it all himself because he's got a decent team and not too much on his shoulders. Like really, I I just think he's much safer than uh, Mitch Fears yeah, from, I, a, from a gameplay style point of view, you know. I, I'm just saying that he's the sort of guy who can get injured at training, right? <laughs> true, true. That's all. I'm what just saying. Mitch? I, I was considering bringing him in. <laughs> Yep. That's all that you probably need from me. Uh, it's all the listeners out there because they know how anti Sean Johnson I am. But he's pulling off the dinner suit role and scoring points like Cleary was in 21 after that shoulder injury. He is a huge injury risk, but I don't know. I think I'm in a risk-taking mood and I would be breaking my rule. I'm going to get Torhu instead because it's so much safer, but I don't hate it. I just don't love it. You've got to have a bit of risk tolerance. Like if you make this trade, you got to be prepared to potentially suck a lemon, basically. Yeah, but look, SJ SJ's playing good footy. He was playing... The Roosters weren't... A In a team that's not, not playing particularly well. I mean, I know that they gave it to the Roosters, but they're not a great team. Like, punching out that school, if they do have a day... He, he, he's sort of playing that very daily Cherry Evans style of football, and we know what that can result in that's a really good really good comparison really good I'm really tempted to get him because he's 200k cheaper than Cherry Evans it's just 300 mate oh it it is and to be honest with you if you you'd have to make a very big play there you could actually get them both Uh, I could but not really I I could I'm so light on halves anyway I'm either going to get I'm definitely turning uh into Cartwright and then uh, it's either Hastings to Harris or Hastings to, uh, SJ. to Johnson. Uh, yeah, it just leaves me really light on halves. Like this week, I'd be starting with Boyd and Trindle. Yeah, look, that's that's kind of where I'm at this, starting with Boyd and Trindle. So I'm just, I'm wearing it, aiming for value. But look, SJ, I pick SJ this week over those two. Uh, if just on a value basis, because you can get Tohu the week later, just due to the slight difference in break even. Whereas Johnson. What, yeah. What's Tohu's break even, Stu? Uh, Tohu's break is 29. SJ's is 19. 19. So, 10 points there, actually. Nah, I'm going Tohu. I'm going to stick to the plan. Stick to the plan, man. Excellent. I love it, though. I don't... Nick, I'm going to 
No, I'm not going to tell you you're right yet, but you might get it. You're right. <laughs> That's true. No, I'm not giving okay. it to you. I, 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 want, I want five I want games. Five if games. If you get your hundred k, then I'll say I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay, Stu. What have you? What have you got, mate? Mate, look. Nanai. We just really got to talk about Nanai because he got forty points, for two tries, and that's Nanai, which is he's a great attacking player. Uh, we want to wait for the dip with him because he will be worth picking up, but he will play Origin too, so he's not top of my list at the moment. But he's still, he's already shed sixty k. If he gets to around the five hundred k mark, that's when we want to start getting interested in Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, the other two we've got to talk about really, Reese Robson got a 42, Ruben Cotter got a 41. Now, guys, this was a rough game against the Broncos. Uh, it was wet conditions. Everyone dropped a lot of ball. I would say hold here. The Cowboys just, they had an off game and, you know, they had players Sinbind, all the rest. Uh, nothing to worry about for either of those two. They will return to form against the Warriors. Mitch, what are we doing with Jackson Ford? Four points. You got an HIA. Are we selling this week? Don't overthink it. It's a blip in the radar. Hold. He looked the goods last week. We're not. We're not uh, tinkering in that analysis and doing another Ghana. And the other one, guys, is Tamari Martin. Twenty-four points. Uh, we said it last week. Johnson's drinking the whole milkshake, and he's drinking some of Tamari Martin's and freaking everyone else's. Uh, he's eating the whole dinner in his dinner suit roll. Um, he's a sell. He's at his ceiling. Get out. Get yep. out now. Uh, yep, I've got him as a trade this week. I'm out on Tamari Martin. Excellent. All right, so looking forward there, guys. I think we've been through just about everyone relevant. Obviously, you've got Scotty Drinkwater. He's just straight up sell. Go get, uh, for similar pricing, a guy like Reese Robson. Or There's a few wing fullbacks out there. With that in mind, guys, I've got the Cowboys winning this one by 16. Mitch, what have you got? Always by 10. And Nick? Warriors by 4. I think the Cowboys can be upset here. Fair enough. Look, yeah, I'll be very impressed if they can do that at uh, 5.30 up at Townsville. So we'll see how that goes. 4.30 local time, no less. It'll be a hot game. They're going to be sweating a lot. I wonder why they don't do night games up in Townsville, fellas. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's because yeah. it's, it's because it's got to be prime time for Broncos. Because on Saturday night, Mitch, is the Broncos versus your Dragons. What's doing? Yeah, mate, I, I'm taking this one because it's the Dragons. So, uh, Nick, what are you doing Saturday? Because I don't know if I can bear to watch this. Brisbane have just one <laughs> enforced change with Jesse Arthurs coming in onto the wing to replace Corey Oates. Yep, that'll make all the difference for the Dragons. Um, he will miss up to two months with that broken jaw. Kerry Walter's side is otherwise unchanged after their 4-0. Oh, sorry, 3-0 start. So, it'll be 4-0 after this week. <laughs> Anthony Griffin has stuck with the same 17 that defeated the Gold Coast in their season opener. But an interesting watch remains on Talatau Moan. Now, if he goes into the team after Sullivan actually got to play half other than a Moan who was just really an extra body on the field, I'm putting my Dragons jersey in the bin, honest to God. Um, he is veteran forward. Aaron Woods is also named amongst the reserves. Now, if he comes back into the side, the jersey's definitely gone because honestly, a Moan and Woods, they can stay in the shadow realm for all time. So... Look, let's go through it. There's certainly some relevant players, but most of them have a maroon and yellow jersey. Stu, Adam Reynolds, um, what are you thinking? Look, we said it last week. Uh, we said he was a risk for that injury, but look, 59 this week. Still showed the goods, and he can average around 60 with goal kicking and a firing squad. He's still a buy. So Yeah, and I think, you know, we talked about... Uh, 
Sean Johnson, obviously Adam Reynolds is a lot more expensive, but he's a slightly lower injury risk and he plays that dinner suit role as well on a team that's probably a little bit better than the Warriors. Uh, a little bit? It's a lot well, it's like Yeah, well, it's like, you know, St. George, they're just a little bit worse than the Broncos. <laughs> so, look, it's one of those ones where if your risk tolerance is lower, you can go get him, but you've got to find an extra couple hundred grand. I'd be chasing SJ and the cash because if nothing else, SJ's probably got 100 grand in. Reynolds might have 50 or so. But if you just want a guy to park yourself for a while, for Adam Reynolds, they have no buys. He's playing. He's running that team around. No one else is kicking in this team, right? And they'll get plenty of goals. The Broncos are a good team this year. They're looking. The next guy, I've got Reese Walsh. 54, very impressive debut for the Broncos, guys. How much do we want him in a year of bad wing fullbacks? I get a feeling that Reese Walsh, this might be one of the last weeks to get him before he takes off. So 16K he gained last week. It's not too bad. Break even a 25 this week against the Dragons. Could end up rocketing pretty quickly. With that in mind, Mitch, how keen are we on Reese? Uh, I can't bring him into my team, but if you have the ability to against St. George, who have absolutely no chance of defending the fast play of the ball, uh, have a look at that Broncos team. They're going to get a few fast play of the balls. Reese Walsh is going to guts us up the middle, just like Kalen Ponga did when he had 102 points last year. Uh, if you have the cash and you're looking for Reese Walsh, I, I, I actually wouldn't be shocked if he cracked out 70-plus this week, really. He, he could have an absolute day against this St. George team. The only reason the Titans can't is because they suck. Hmm. So, with that in mind, Nick, are you interested Reese Walsh? The only thing that concerns me is that if you look through, look at his stat line, three line break assistance is, is quite high. Um, yeah. I, I'm not sure he'll reproduce that again. So, I I wouldn't be expecting 50 sort of score. I'd be looking more in the 40s, yeah. low he, 40s. He did look very good, though, with that fast shift. So, he looks like he's got that extra gear where he races towards the edge and he either sucks in the defender or he doesn't and he gets the overlap. This, this Broncos team is so strong. Like, I've got them in the grand final with South. They are good 1-17. to 17, And Reese Walsh could play on a team that wasn't very good in the Warriors last year. Like, where is the weakness on this Brisbane team? And by the way, they looked fit last week. My gosh. They, yeah, they, they are fit. They have no chill. And again, like, I look at the Dragons just go with 20 minutes to go. They look like they're ready to go into the sheds. So, it was lucky they're up by 20. Um I think Reese Walsh could end up in my final team. I just can't bring him in this week. It's just a bit of a shame. Yeah. Look, I, I'd certainly want to find a spot for him. I reckon he could be one of those top five wing fullbacks this yep. year. Yep. Uh, I've got a huge buy rating on him. He's got a bit of a kick. He's got a bit of a whatever else. He's basically an upgraded drink water. And we know that drink water is worth six fifty. So, yep. yep. Uh, looking at that, I'm I'm keen. The Whether I get him in or not is a different question. The other guy who we like, Nick, talk us through Katoni Staggs. Did well, scored a try, got 20. Gross. What's doing? Just uh, look to buy in the dip the next three to four weeks, I think. He, he won't play Origin based upon the pecking order. He's barely getting early ball uh, to have those huge tackle-busting runs. They're more using him as a decoy, I think, and um, he's getting the ball quite late. So I just wait until we sort of see more from an eye test point of view. Uh, Paddy Carrigan, guys, 755k at the 63. Only middle I consider bringing in sooner is Tohu. Uh, I've just got Carrigan as a big boom player based on a 64 average and no buy round to round 13. I think he's rock solid to bring into your team. Mm. Uh, Tohu has the buy round 12, so that's the only difference really there. 
Uh, Jacob Little, guys, he's actually quite interesting. So, 598K, he got a 66 off the bench. Uh, is this, In my opinion, I think he's a quite a solid uh, like for like in terms of price point trade for cheese. So, I'm tipping an average in the high 40s or so, which makes him a, a bench keeper. Uh, maybe low 50s, a bench keeper hooker potentially, but not a starting hooker keeper. So, um, we we're talking about Grant. If you want to get a keeper, go get Grant. Don't don't muck around with that. But if you want something that's a bit cheaper and can offer you some upside, I think Jacob Little could sort of get you through the next few rounds because Dragons don't have a buy for a while now after copying it. Um, let me have a quick look. When, when's the next buy? I think it's round 13. I'm just not convinced by this Dragons team. I, I think I'd want to see them against stiff opposition like Brisbane before bringing Liddell in at uh, 600K basically. If he was 300 or 400, I'd bring him in today. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Dragons don't have a buy to round 16. Yeah, but do we trust Jacob Liddell? I know he looked good again. And he did. He really did look good against the Titans. But the Titans are poop. They're really stinky. I think we need to see him against Brisbane before we bring in Jacob Liddell. Yeah, look, I'm definitely looking for another date. But I, I can understand why you go there because he will he will rock it a little bit. if he Even if he gets a 40 this week, his break even is, what, in the 30s, Nick? Uh, 28 or so. The, the, the key, the reason why you look at Little is if you're like me, you've got Cheese and Tanner Boyd as your only hookers. Yep. So you're not looking to get a gun in now necessarily based upon the, the, the price, but who else would you get in that price point? We've got Wade Egan, I Wade think, Egan. for 600, 602K, is it, Stu? Yep. And look, Wade Egan has looked very good. He's in my, I've actually 650, 652. So he's a little bit more again, but he has looked very good. He's averaging 64 and a half. Uh, so look, he's another option. You got Coruscant, 647K. Lucky, uh, 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 I, I would be I'd be waiting for Coruscant to drop. He he uh will drop. But, but you, you need someone this week. You need someone this week. So okay. would you would you take a punt on Josh Hodgson around that price point or no, no. no not him. No. Mitch I'd, Kenny's got the buy, so you can't touch him. But what, what I'm saying is, is that it's just an awkward price point. I think Little's the best of the litter in that price point. Yep. No, look, yeah. I, I got you. I'd, I'd probably want to try and find a guy like um, Egan or Appy and find the extra money, if nothing else, because they'll play more minutes. But I do get your point. Little, little could take off. He's also just got that injury history, which worries me a little bit. Oh, yeah, he's got a nasty one. Yeah, uh, he's, he's done both ACLs, like both legs. Yeah, nasty. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, look, with that in mind, we also got to talk about Sloan. So he had a pretty good game, Mitch. 41, what are we looking at? I mean, he had a good game. It was a good confidence-building game. Relative safe, uh, relatively safe at the moment as Hook's career, as we've said before, rides on Sloan's ability to succeed. I thought he did look shaky at times and look, he's a good value so he's definitely a buy but just remember this was against a very, very poor kicking game from the Titans. Adam Reynolds is probably one of the best kickers in the NRL. Uh, I can't have him as an emergency because Claude Stad's out but if you have him in your team and you don't have to play him, I wouldn't because again, I think the Dragons are kind of struggle this week against um, the Broncos but... There's value to be had there. If you don't have him, I think he's worth having because I don't think they can drop him. He was really what got the Dragons going uh, with that pretty much self-done self, self done try up the middle out of hooker. So, 
He's all talent, uh, but again, just remember his confidence is low, and he's against he's against Adam Reynolds this week. I think he'll have a much harder week uh, against a player again who can expose him for those poor defensive um, reads. So we'll see how he goes. Jack Bird, uh, I was again at this game live, so forty nine points. He looked great at lock, but the main problem is minutes. He only played forty nine minutes. I need to see another week at which point if he does work out. Um, he might be worth getting, but I, I just think at 614k, there's better stuff out there. I'm not convinced Ooh. I'd want to get on Jack Bird at the moment. It, it depends on where you're buying Jackie for, though. Like, at second row, yeah, there's heaps of better options, right? But at centre, right? And wasn't he off that meniscal injury as well, Mitch? Like, he's probably only just just come good off that, I'm guessing. He looked pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm I, just I don't saying- know if he has much better footing in him than what he had. He, not to say that he played bad. He, he looked pretty much like Jack Bird. Yeah, I'm just thinking that that's the other option is that if you do just want to buy a keeper center, like if you're sick of rolling the roulette, right, you could you could buy Jackie Bird. You, you definitely could. Like, he, he looks good he and he's consistently looked one of the better players at St. George the last two years. Mm-hmm. So, you can't go so wrong. You're expecting, sorry, you're expecting Jack DeBellin to move to prop and Francis Muller to move back to the bench, right? I, I just think with the nature of how... The game is being played since the advent of Volandi's ball. Having someone like Jack DeBellin, who's just too big and really can't um, ball play like Jack Bird, it just doesn't make sense. I thought St. George's attack looks significantly better with Jack Bird's um, footwork close to the line, and he can dig in, whereas DeBellin's just a bigger body now. I think the game's changed where he just can't do that. Now, I know Griffin likes to play that big brawling style of footy, but... If he does that against his Brisbane side, he's going to get his pants pulled down because they play fast. And I think you need someone like Jack DeBellin who's a little bit more mobile and probably a slightly smaller Isaiah Yeo, but maybe with that frame of Cameron Murray, I think it just makes sense. And he, he's got skill. And he, and he can, he, he, you know, he's a natural 5'8". It makes sense to me to have that bigger body in there uh, and make use of his ball-playing skills. I think I yeah. think in the second row out wide, that doesn't make sense when you've got Jaden Sewer out there. I don't understand that. No, look, Jack. Jack Bird looks really good there, and I think that uh, him playing both sides of the field, it's actually a benefit to him. So It's a benefit to the entire Dragons team. I mean, you had Buddy Sullivan, Ben Hunt, and Jack Bird. We actually had three routes which our attack could sort of go through. I mean, last year, whichever side Ben Hunt was on the ball was going, which is why I'd be absolutely miffed if Tower Tower Moon came back in the squad. I felt like the Dragons attack looked the best it had in a long time. For sure, yep. Let's not mess with that. So, guys, They're definitely less predictable with Bird there. Oh, the master of the junk tackle bust and the the palm in the face, right? Yeah, but I mean, he can just he he, he can ball play, and he's really good at it. And he, you know, at lock, I actually think he's a slightly lower injurious than he would be, say at five eight. So yeah, we'll see. Yep. All right. With that in mind, guys, I think we've all got the Broncos winning by a lot. Uh, Nick's yep. got them plus fourteen. Mitch twenty four. I've got them at eighteen. So look, guys, unfortunately, cool. bad bad Saturday night. Come to the Sunday morning. Uh, oh, Sunday afternoon, let it be. Uh, we got the Bulldogs with the Tigers at Belmore. So, Cameron Serraldo's got the same 17, which makes sense. They had a very good game. Uh, TPJ is nearing a return, but is not named. So, probably next week. Now, the Tigers, Dane Laurie, I know we didn't mention this in injuries, but he's sidelined with a knee injury. So, Charlie Staines is at fullback. Junior Tupac comes in the wing. Staff at Toa replaces Tommy Talao, who has a concussion and a broken nose at centre. Joff and Gary goes to the bench. Sean Bloor and comes in on an edge for Neopole. Gets a start at 13. John Bateman sits there at number 20. So he's possibly back. 
or possibly it's just to shut up the guys at NRL 360 saying he's got a busted ankle. He does have a busted ankle. Well, you maybe they're just trying to shut him up. He does. All right, guys, we've got to talk about the big dog this week, which is Jake Karaz with a 90. Nick, what's doing? Awesome player, but a trap. He's just so expensive now, 636k. Just don't bring him in. I just wouldn't bother. Shades of seven combo. No, it's just don't bother, guys. Um, Jake Avarillo, 381k with 52. So he's interesting, cheapish center option with upside, but I've leaned Alamotti for now, which brings me to him. Uh, Alamotti was 265k with a 46. So he's finally starting to produce and look better. Great pickup for a a cheapy center option. Uh, Hayes Perrin, the fullback, 332k with a 43. Congrats to those who got and stuck with him after pretty much everyone bailed out after the preseason woes. And lastly, but not least from me, Matty Burden was 628k with a 36. I'm holding strong, guys. The Bulldogs will figure it out. Who will remember is Matt freaking Burton to run the freaking ball like we envisioned in the preseason. <laughs> he's just, he, uh, he just looks like docile on that left edge and he's just got to, they just got to sort it out. I don't know what they do at training. So um, just stick with Burton. That's my tip this week. Any disagreements, Stu? No, look. Ugh. Burton is certainly not an exit for me. Burton is actually an entry point for me because I've got, I've only got Cleary and then I've got Tanner Boyd as my other half at the moment. And I'm hurting a little bit due to that. So I'm trying to see when does Burton's price keep on dropping. So I'll be getting on Burton, not off. Can you guys imagine when Burton starts running the ball like you used to, the way the Bulldogs played? That's a bit scary. Hmm. Just saying. Like, okay, uh, we, we talk about how well they played. It was Karaz and Avarillo that killed the storm, not not the Fox and Kikau. No, it that was team, it That was team, that right that team can come to play. They can, they can friggin' play. So, man, Matt Burton, if you're listening, run the ball, dude. You're six foot four. My gosh. Then mm. pass. Run first, pass second. Anyway. Yep. Uh, and uh, bring out the bomb every once in a while. Yeah, where was that? That's probably the two best elements of his game. It, do you know what? He really suffers from, you know, not having a halfback. Yeah, and look, I, it certainly does. And I think that as dumb as it sounds, he needs to stand a little bit deeper for those as well. Like, I think sometimes he feels a little bit rushed because you do need to set it up to hit it really sweetly. And I think that sometimes he doesn't necessarily stand deep enough to be able to put those up and just force the opponent to try and catch it or drop it. Now, Stu, I, think got- the, I think the... Sorry, I was just going to say, I think with the Bulldogs that when watching them, they were really defense-focused with the Storm and any offense was sort of just off the back of that second phase offloads. It wasn't really all that structure with the way they sort of went about things, I think. And when it actually did slow down in the 20, they just looked a bit silly. So um, I think they'll just build over the season. They'll build the combinations as they go. So keep it simple, get their second phase play and they'll work out the, the plays as they go. There's no point bringing out the whole playbook on week one, week two. So that's just my opinion. Sorry, Mitch, just cut you off. No, no, I, I agree with you, mate. And I think they've got the perfect team to do it. TPJ's not even been playing and they're getting all these offloads. It's a bit like the Parramatta Eels of 2009 and they've got the speed and elusiveness to, to really put teams to the sword with it. So they're a bit scary. God God help the Dragons when they have to play them. Uh, Stu, Reed Marnie at 54. You happy He's, you brought him in? I am. Well, I traded him instead of Cheese's 11. So, yes, yeah, a big turnaround for me. Uh, look, 54 is around what I was expecting. His break-even is still in a pretty good spot. So 
I and he doesn't have a buy for a little while, so I'm happy with him. He will continue to make a little bit of cash. He's got a break in of 33. And the team seems to be punching a lot up the middle. So he's getting tackles, but he's also getting, uh, you know, a few little runs now as well. He's not just passing it off the deck. He's playing what he can see. Uh, even took a couple of dives at the line. If any of those pay off, he's suddenly cracking 70 plus. Yeah, so, yep, look, I'm liking Reed there. The other guy we've got to talk about, guys, Jacob Preston. So he got a 62, was moved in at the last minute. He's already gained 50K last week. He's been named it on an edge, right, with RFM at 13. Guys, I've got a big fat buy on him. Uh, I reckon that he, like, they've talked him up during the preseason. It looks like RFM might be the answer at 13 for this club. It allows uh, TPJ to move into the prop rotation pretty easily upon his return and just add that little bit of depth, which the Bulldogs are currently lacking. And RFM knows how to pass and can run it, got the motor to run a team around for 60 minutes. So, yeah, Jacob Preston for me, stop what you're doing. I know for me, he's one of my buys this week. How about you, Nick? Nah, I, I think I need to fix my guns. I got enough cashies, I think, in, in my war chest. Fair enough. I, I just see him as a rocket. Like, it's just, it's, it's going to light off this week. He's, he's got a minus 12 break even. Like, if he, starting edge forward. Against the Tigers, who, you know, let's, if they're the Tigers of last week, then he's going to score a thousand. How about you, Mitch? I know you've probably got bigger issues too, right? No, no. Well, I'm deciding between Cartwright and Preston, and I think I'm more concerned. I'm not sure if I'm more concerned that Cartwright will lose his spot to Lane than I am that TPG might just, TPJ might just come into the second row. So I'm looking for your guidance. What do you think is more risky, Preston or Cartwright? Cartwright. Preston has the higher upside. Preston has the higher upside if he can keep that spot. Uh, it, mate, it's all shotgun stuff. I'll be honest with you. I got them both. I'm I'm shotgunning value at this year because I know that the buyers are going to play absolute havoc with people. So I'm trying to gain as much value as I can so I can save my trades to just keep full squads each week. Like I can just buy gun after gun. I don't know. Yep. That's that's where I mean. He, if if you were to choose there, how much is Cardi? Cardi is three sixty two. Three sixty two. Preston is two eighty seven. So you got eighty k difference there. Same break even. I go with Preston. He certainly Same. looked to be a better player as well, and I think I think the Bulldogs are going to be better than the Eels this year. Ooh, that's a big wow! Call. Big call. Big call. I'm fifty fifty. I want to see another one of those games because remember they did this to the Roosters last year. Not like and that. Then they they stunk didn't. it up. No, Watch no, it. no. They were they were absolutely dominant over the storm when they beat the Roosters. You know, Trent Barrett was was urging them to win that game. This this game against the Storm was comprehensive. They just took the foot off the gas at twenty to go. True. All right, guys. Another guy could have took us from the Tigers side, Stefano Udo Ikamanu. So he played way longer due to the way that the game wants, and he got a double movement try. Like, I don't know how you guys say that, but, like, his arm moved the promoter the ball, right? Yeah, anyway. But, look, if buy if you need a cheap middle forward. Otherwise, go and get the next guy that I'm talking about. So Stefano, he's 430K. He's a pretty good middle option just to have sitting on your bench break even of 11. And it looks like he's the starting prop there. They're not mucking around with him. So get on Stefano. The other guy we've got to talk about, though, Ryan Sutton. Two weeks in a row, guys, 
almost cracked 50, 47 last week, 48 this week. Uh, no majorly affected by injury, 528K. Straight swap for cheese if you guys are interested. What are we thinking about Ryan Sutton, Mitch? Break even at 22. I don't hate the trade, but I think there are better trades out there, right? Like I'm looking at uh, Preston, I'm looking at Johnson, I'm looking at Torhu. Yep. But like I if think, you, I think if you need been... a mids, like just say for whatever reason, you know, Hopgood's already middle, whatever else. Like if you're just looking for a straight mid option, is, is he a terrible option or, or would you just you just try and find bit quicker value? No, I, I think I think certainly he, he's not a bad option at all. I just I'm looking at other spots at the moment. No, I got you. How about you, Nick? Any interest in Sutton, or is, is he just one that we just leave leave on the table? No, I think he's a good pickup, just not for my team. He, as you said, if you got cheese in the middle, I think it's a great swap. Yeah, and he's one of those ones where it's the closest like for like player as far as those scores uh, and that price. 100%. So he's got 100K worth of price sizes left, I reckon, with it's off the bench or whatever else, because uh, Sutton will be a big part of this team this year with Thompson just basically shot. Now, Mitch, you've only got one guy, but he's a big guy and a very important guy. Isaiah Papali uh, didn't have the best week, suspended this week. What are we thinking? Look, he's a classy player. Uh, let's see if his value can drop a little bit more from before we get on. The big concern is he hasn't looked the same guy he did uh, with the Eels last year. And I just wonder, Stu, if it's just he's not getting quite the same ball service that he was with Parramatta or those play the balls aren't as quick. I'm not sure what's quite occurring there uh, at Tiger Town, but he hasn't looked to be quite the same dude, but we know IPAP can play. So I think it's a chuck a star, but I will be intrigued to see what happens as the season pans out. I do think this Tigers team has too much talent to fail, but gosh, they've looked really ordinary the first two weeks. They have. Though I'm kind of encouraged a little bit. So last week he got a 60, right? This week, they've actually upped him to 50 points by the end of it, right? 50 points in a team which played as poorly as they did. I'm pr- I'd am i be pretty happy with that from him. So uh, the issue is obviously he's priced at 60. So we really do want his, want him to drop a little bit more towards that sort of 700-800K mark, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. As I said, the major red flag would be that the Tigers just haven't got it together. I mean, they look good for 30 minutes against the Titans in that first game, and since then, it's not been particularly inspiring. <laughs> no, it has not. I'm thinking uh, this week, uh, like, he's I'm sort of penciling in for a guy I'm hoping for by origin, though. Well, yeah, I mean, the great thing about him is he won't play origin, so he's, he's a perfect pickup. That's it. Now, guys, uh, for the people at home, uh, look, I've seen the rumours about Adam Dewey possibly being injured. You know, there was also rumour about uh, Luke Brooks getting dropped and all the rest there. Look, I'm not sure what to say about it, guys, because, you know, there's they're named in the squad. Obviously, if more stuff comes out, we'll get into that. But uh, we do have to talk about Adam Dewey real quick because he has been one of the better performing halves. What did you think about him during that game? Did you watch that game, Nick? Not really, to be honest. Mitch? Uh, I did not know. I uh, have better things to do than watch the Tigers and Knights play. Uh, fair. <laughs> Look, I, I, I watched it at home because, uh, you know, it was around that time in the afternoon. And, look, he got the 51. He almost he almost would have blown it open if he had got through for a try. But he's, a couple of times he almost butchered tries by running when he should have passed. 
So I think they had a two-man overlap if he had just passed it and he just failed. He ran it himself. So it's showing a bit of a lack of confidence in the players outside him. So look, uh, Adam Dwahi, he is a good player. We know we know that he's got a pretty good floor and ceiling there. I wouldn't be selling him, but just keep an eye out this week. He could be a late scratching. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out. So with that in mind, guys, I think we all got the Bulldogs winning by a fair bit. Mitch, what have you got them winning by? Uh, I've got the Bulldogs by 12. I think it'll be a little bit tighter than, you know, what I was predicting for the Dragons. Yep, I've got the Bulldogs by 14. Nick? 24, mate. Whoa, big slap. Excellent. Okay, last game on the Sunday, Raiders versus Sharks. Nick, take us away. Uh, for the Raiders, their starting side's unchanged, but their bench train muni Trey Mooney comes on in place of Atta Mariano, Mariota. Um, for the Sharks, they're still without Nico Hines. Uh, so Braden Trindle continues to be the halfback. Jack Williams with the head knock returns to 17 with Connor Tracy named 18th man. Don't be surprised if Connor Tracy comes in. So I'll kick us off, guys. Uh, just a quick chuck of stuff on Hudson Young, who had a 15. So just wait three weeks or so and then bring him in. Teague Wilson's the other one uh, with a 50. The plan hasn't taken off yet. He's still another week to get on if you're not satisfied with an Egan Butcher or something like that. Mm-hmm. Really, he's a bit he's a bit of middling sort of points-wise. So we've mentioned a whole bunch of edges you can get on if you want to cash out um, one of your underperforming edges that's a mid-range that you're not happy with. So uh, he's just another option. Uh, Mitch, uh, what's your opinion on Joseph Tarpane? Look, he's a class forward, Stu. I thought you were right after his first hit out that it really was a heat-affected game and that's primarily why we saw those drop-in minutes. Hopefully, they took your advice and they held him. Whatever we saw last week is more probably a continuation of the year before. He's a great answer to Haas if you don't want to take that origin burden on. I don't think he's a buy at the moment, but if you have him, keep holding him because he is going to get minutes and he is going to get points. Yep, look, 63 in 47 minutes or something like that. It's pretty good. That's, and that's about seven or eight minutes longer. Last year, he was really a 40-minute player. So, hopefully, he can get up to that 50-55 minute, which he was uh, in 2022. And, you know, eventually, I'll probably try and get him in my team as well. Though, though, as I said, I think he's largely cashed out at the moment. Yeah, look, I, I think this, there can be a little bit of any, a value there. I just want to – we want to see a couple of games in a row, right, of 60s. Like that consistent yep. half 60 that we've been seeing. Two-day rule. Yep. For sure, before you buy, I'm happy to wait. Uh, look, for me, I we quickly need to talk about Braden Trindle from the Sharkies. He got a 54, which is what we really wanted week one, right, Nick? Yep. We yeah. got a 33, I think. So, yeah, 54 is much better. Yeah, that's it. Gets his cash generation going one more week. I'm not sure. It looks like um, Hines will be back week four. If so, look, just playing one more week. I'm playing his half this week to cover Cleary. I'm hoping for a 50. He's got a break even at minus, minus nine. Take his, taking up to around 390K, which is sweet, and we just hop off happily. With that in mind, uh, he'll probably get an HRA and get sent off and get a minus nine. Uh, <laughs> the other guy we've got to talk about, Harley Smith Shields. So he got a 29 and is doing okay. So my question to you guys is... If you own Harley Smith Shields, and we know that he's probably got a limited lifespan with Sebastian Chris, like due to come back once Savage uh, comes back in the squad from that broken jaw in the next two to three weeks, 
Are we hopping off a guy like Carter Smith Shields, who's a little bit slower off the mark, to a guy like Sloan or even Alamotti? No, if mate. Not diff, diff, yeah, different positions. Don't bother with Sloan. Um, if you you have Harley Smith Shields and you don't have Alamotti, then that's a bit silly. You should have got Alamotti first, but yeah, definitely trade to Alamotti on that one. Other than that, just hold Harley Smith Shields until you have to get rid of him. Fair enough. Look, he's just sitting for me on the bench. I'm I'm sort of sitting 50-50. His break even is like. I wouldn't be mad if you're in, but he's also got a break even at eight. But the Sharks are the Sharks are a pretty good team on the edges. So, you know, I, I certainly I can't expect him to crack out a fifty five this week, right? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. So look, uh, the last guy we've got to talk about is uh we've got to talk about Corey Herrera, who pushed out a forty eight and also Corey Horsburgh, like who pushed it out as well. So, Harry and Nara is interesting because this 48 included a bunch of demerits. I said he'd do well at 13. Uh, I am putting him under official watch notice because if he cleans that part of his game up, he's got a break even in 26 at the moment. He's going to make a ton of cash, fellas. Like, he's, we're talking like, we know that he can be a 700k player and there's cash there to be made. So, I am officially chucking a star on him. So I'm just just having a look here, like his match stats. He, yeah, had a couple of missed tackles. He had errors, penalties conceded. Like it's just he would have been sort of mid mid fifties if he just cut those out of his game. Still not interested. No, I get it. I'm just saying that for, for a guy there, I, I know I certainly am, and he's going to get that DPP too. So very interested on my part. So mm-hmm. guys, looking at this game, there's not many other guys. Is there anyone that we missed talking about, Nick? No, mate. I've got the Sharks by 16. Mitch, you agree? Yeah, Cronulla by 10, mate. And I think it'd be a closer game. These two teams, they seem to play pretty well against each other. I've got Sharkies by four, although it is in Fortress Canberra. So we'll find out. And guys, obviously, the last thing we got is we've got the Panthers had the bye. Cleary, guys, he got revised. His points all revised around last week. What are we thinking about Nathan Cleary? Nick? Yeah, I think I will sell this week and I'll just buy the dip later if, if because I wasn't interested with him in round one, but I ended up getting him anyway. So I'm just going to wait and buy the dip later. Who are you selling to? Uh, Tohu. Excellent. Mitch? Uh, I picked him for a reason. I'm holding. Yep. I think I am holding too because there's a whole bunch of cheapies I want to buy and I'm just happy to let Nathan Cleary sit. I don't lose a dollar if I don't sell him. Then again, I've also lost 50, 55 grand. I could lose more. But then you don't get a tohu. <laughs> I don't get a tohu. That's true. So I, I could be getting points this week. You could trade him out. Uh, I don't know. I figure I, there's other guys I want to get rid of. So with that in mind, fellas, uh, let's look at the predicted booms and busts of the week. Mitch, who have you got as the boom? Uh, tohu, he's in my team this week. And my bust is cheese. He's stinky cheese. Yeah, with those busted ribs not looking good. Nick, who have you got? I'm going to go hop good again, and I agree with Mitch on the cheese call. Excellent. And look, I've the first guy that I've put in all my trades this week, and our guy I think is going to like off is Preston from the Bulldogs. So I would stop what you're doing, go find, you know, a guy who's not performing, get him in, right? And uh, look, there's a number of busts here. Like all those guys not playing with HIAs are busts. But yeah, look. I reckon Brand Smith might be in for another shocker. 
And if we triple bust him, he's probably going to crack out a century, right, fellas? Likely, likely so. Excellent. Okay, guys, very quickly, we're going to run through go captain my captain. So I've got Hopgood and Murray. So Hopgood is captain, Murray is vice, and the spicy, I've got Haas versus the Dragons because I reckon that he will have a bit of a good day there. Mitch, you've got a bit of a different take. Who are you looking at? Uh, I've got Haas as my captain against the Dragons. I think he's not only spicy, but he should be the captain. Murray is vice like yourself, and, and I agree with you that Haas is a spicy pick against the Dragons. Excellent. I like it. Mitch Mitch looking to make up those ranks. I do like it. Nick, who have you got? Look, I think I, I've got Hopgood and Murray for Captain and Vice. So I've got Grant as my spicy. Um Grant against the Titans could could just get silly. It could get really silly potentially. So mm-hmm. we'll wait and see on that one. But I, I do like the Haas spicy pick too. I, I agree with that one. I like it. All right, guys, let's talk about a trades real quick. So, Nick, you've spoken to getting rid of clear and cheese. Who are you getting? Uh, SJ and Toby. We Okay, big boy trades there. That's big trade. All in on the Warriors. Mitch, what are you Lots doing? Lots of uh, points. Hang True. on a minute. Nick, you, you don't have SJ? We talked you out of that. He didn't have the conviction of did. his beliefs. You did. You did. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. You I bullied you me out of it, yeah. Oh, that's worse than the types you didn't get, I Pappy. Okay, I've got um, Hastings and Cheese, and I'm getting out of both of them uh, to Tohu and Preston. I like it. Uh, for me, I've fortunately my emergency ejected Cheese last week paid off. So I'm just thinking, do I get rid of Harley Smith Shields to Sloan? I'm, I'll still be thinking through that. That's 50-50. And I'm probably going to get rid of Tamari Martin, and it's... Or maybe Jackson Ford. I think Jackson Ford's still got cash in him. So it's probably Tamari Martin to Preston. So that's me. So question. Uh, Edward Lord asks, do I hold on to Charles Nickel Clockstead after the HIA? Mitch. Yes. Yep. He should be right next week, probably. Probably. Probably is the word. Yep. Excellent. Uh, Jaden Clark goes, uh, think of pulling the trigger with S, uh, Cleary to SJ and Cheese to Egan. Thoughts? Love Nick? it. Love it. Excellent. Yep, love it. Brenton Vickery goes, Boyd to Brayley, uh, who I'm guessing uh, is the Newcastle Brayley, round five. Mitch? I'll get you to answer that one, Stu. Look, I, I want to watch the break even for Braley, but I think that it would be a pretty good play because I think that Jaden Braley is a good player. He's a 50 scoring guy, kind of guy. Certainly better than Boyd. Boyd did not look good live on uh, Sunday, I'll tell you that. He did not. I'm really watching hard this week. I'm starting to think of ejection plans for Boyd. That's why I'm going to be watching Schuster real hard because it's a like-for-like trade, right? Yeah, exactly right. Like risk and reward. Uh, excellent Luke Watt Nick he's uh, saying cheese to Preston and Cleary to Walsh leaves a load of cash to get Hines when he returns what are you thinking about that one Nick yeah I love that I really like that too yep I'm in excellent Bodhi Lieso says is Hamaso a saviour for centre position this year Mitch he's in your yes. centres absolutely he looks really good that team believes man I said it last week love it do it yep me too he's in my team uh, so Tom Conway says uh, not a question but a comment for me uh, Stuart Lord he joined a cast Meg load he thought that the cast finished in the league 
but apparently his team's become infected too. Look, mate, everyone's team got hit this week. <laughs> so, mate, it's chaos everywhere. Now, this is an actual good question, guys. Not All the rest have been good, but this one's an it, like one that I'm not sure on the answer for. Ian Sparrow asks, Walsh or Hammer? Nick, Whoa. gut check. I'm going Hammer. Excellent. He's 100k cheaper. I like it. Nick, gut check. Oh, sorry, I've just asked you. Mitch, gut check. Uh, it depends on your needs. I think Walsh is probably going to end up with more points at the end of the season, but Hammer fulfills a positional void and he's cheaper. So it really depends on your needs there. Yep. No, same for me. I If all in a void, I get Walsh, but if you need a center cover, I get Hammer. Yep, that's exactly my answer. Yep, perfect. Uh, Simon Jones, Nick, Burton for Johnson. Nah, I'd stick with Burton. I love Johnson, but stick with Burton. Excellent. Lance Sagas asks, it goes, what rate should Cash Gowers be making? So he's saying that, and this is a good one, Isaac Thompson's only up 7K, boys lost money. When do you pull the pin? Now, for me, I say pull the pin when it looks like um, there's heaps better option out there. So I'm having a look this week. Look, I've got a Playboy, right? But if there was another uh, half out there looking to make me a ton of money, I would pull the pin this week because there's a guy who's on a minus 17 break even who you can jump onto. And you know that he's he's going to jet off or at least got a good chance. As it stands, there's no one, so I'm going to keep Boyd this week. Uh, same with Thompson. If you know that it's like a one-off week, like you're eating Cleary bombs all week, it's just bad luck. Jackson Ford, HIA, bad luck. You can wear it. If they're just not performing, so... Uh, like guys who just consistently don't perform. So look, I'm looking at Harley Smith Shields who sort of hasn't really cracked 30 yet. That's where I start to look at who's a guy. Oh, Preston, minus 15 break, even scored 62. Jump on. I know it's not a direct answer, but for me, that's that's how I would do it. Now, quick question, poll of the team. Are we holding clear or selling? Mitch? Old. I'm holding, and Nick, you are a sell. I'm a sell. I'm a sell, yep. And we've already talked about captaining Hopgood, which is two of us are. One of us captaining Haas. Uh, we're all not captaining Murray this week against the Roosters, which is interesting. I guess we want to see him return to form, right, Nick? Yeah, that 45 speak me. <laughs> Certainly did to me. Okay, next one. Uh, clear to Reynolds to free up cash and then upgrade to Reynolds around origin period. This is uh, from Jack Gardner, I believe. Nick, are you interested? Um, what do you think, Mitch? I'm not sure. I don't love it. I think if you're going to do that, you go full retard and you get like Sean Johnson and yeah. you try and really get a bit of cash. That's like a bit of a like-for-like trade. Cleary is a better player on a better team. Although although the, I did say the Broncos will make the grand final. I think they'll pick, pick Panthers in, this, in the prelim. I think Cleary is a better player. So I'd hang on or go right down and grab Johnson. Yep. I, would I, have, I don't even think about DCE rights, do you? I, no. Uh, like for like, I just hold Cleary for the week. And... Cleary's going to figure it out, guys. He's going to figure it out. Yeah, I would I would certainly, though, if you're going to go and jump, I would definitely go down to a guy like SJ and risk it for the biscuit. I can't believe Nick didn't get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, uh, one for you, Mitch, as will Sloan keep his fullback spot. If Hook wants to keep his coaching spot, he will. Ah, uh, excellent. I don't like, but actually, but actually, I'll give you a slightly longer answer to that. If the Dragons drop a couple of games, Embi will probably get the call up. 
this is a bit of a scary week for us because Sloan Hook gets real annoyed with Sloan's ability to position himself in defense. So, look, the, the short answer is I, I'm not 100% sure, but if Hook wants to keep his job and the Dragons want to keep winning games, they should keep him there. So, No, I like it. Okay, uh, with that in mind, uh, we've got to look at the the next question. I, I might save Luke's question, which is best cash cows. So let's go to Tom McKenna. So he's either got Sonny Luke to Preston or Isaac Thompson to Preston or Lachlan Miller to Hammer. Uh, Nick, gut check on that. Um, Probably the last one. Oh, no, no, no. no leave Lachlan Miller. Yeah, it does. No, leave Lachlan Miller. Uh, probably, I don't like any of those, if I'm honest. I was going to say. All three of those guys. Yep, I agree. I don't like a single one. Yep. Oh, look, I, the only one that... I, Move someone else to Preston, right? Move someone else. Yeah, look, Move if I had to pick one, I'd go Isaac Thompson out of those three or Sonny Luke because at least Sonny Luke's not playing, right? Yeah, d- definitely yeah. not Lockie Miller to Hammer. Find no. another way to get both. Get Hammer and Preston. Yeah, Lockie Miller's a stud, dude. Don't touch him. Uh, yeah. Okay, so with that in mind, I'm really struggling here with the stats website. So let's go to the next one, Ross Ritchie. If you haven't recorded yet, what do you think of Levi? Uh, Denny Levi, uh, let's go with you, Nick. What are we thinking? I'm not interested. No, Mitch? No, neither. Not at this point anyway. Yep, I haven't been impressed by him so far. So I'm just going to stats in there because basically Luke Saragoza has asked who are the best cash cows this week. I'm just bringing up the stats in there just to make sure that I'm not about to sell you guys a load of goods. So, I can never get the actual website working. So, look, the guys that I think are going to make a ton of cash this week are off the top of your head, Nick. Top three. Top three what? Top three guy, cash cows this week, do you reckon, like guys you would want to get in on? Uh, Preston, Cartwright, and... Not Trindle. Arkatoa. A guy's Arkatoa. Yes. No, look, I, I think you're pretty much on there. Uh, where would we have Sloan in there? Do we have Sloan there at all? Oh, yeah. He's got break even of one. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah. Yeah. Though, look, we'd have him in, but probably below. I, those I'd, be so, I'd be so careful of Sloan. Yep. Do you have him, Mitch? Sloan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least one dragon in my team, but I'm not encouraging others to get on the pain train. No, gotcha. And look, I've got Preston as the guy who I think is absolutely going to like it rocket this week. You might be chasing the last week's point, but a minus 12 break even, and even a 30 does us good, right? Uh, other than that, look, the Cardi party's probably got two more weeks left. Hop good, obviously, hop on. You've still got one last chance. You've lost 159k heads. You're getting everyone else a big head start, but you've still got a chance. Now, guys, I'm reading here that Michael Cheekham, if I'm looking at the South squad correctly, let, let me just roll back up to the South squad. They were playing... Who's 18th man? No, it was Jack Cartwright. No, we, yeah, we definitely still haven't uh, definitely still haven't seen the return of... Uh, oh, what's Milne. his name? Big one? Jacob Host. Milne? No, oh, J- Jacob Host. J- J- Jacob Host. So... With Jacob Host out there, I, I can't recommend Cheekam. Sorry about that, whoever asked that question. Uh, the other guy I'd say you probably got a little bit of time to make a little bit of money on is Will Warbrick and Hayes Perham. 
done. Guys, that is a ton of questions. Mitch and Nick, thank you for your time tonight and your expertise as always. Happy hunting to everyone who's been listening out there. Guys, we hit a 1,000 listeners last week. If you made it all the way to the end of this potty, well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. And look, we really appreciate it. And I just want to say on the potty as well, thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Nick, for making this podcast what it is. All the hard work for you too, but thank you. Excellent. Look, this is the Boom and Bust Teamless Tuesday number three potty signing out. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.